0: I looked into a camera and I said, I I told my kids, I'm coming home.
1: All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Boots to podcast. Again, accompanied by Doc, James Pitts, Herbert Garcia, USMC, myself, Ruben Hernandez, USMC as well. And we have a special guest Angel with America Works out of Orange County. We're going to get a little bit into your background. First off, welcome to the studio. We really appreciate your time.
0: I appreciate you guys having me here today. It's, it's definitely a privilege and honor to, to know I could be part of something like this.
1: Likewise, brother. Yeah, likewise. Sure. Uh, Army dog.
0: Army dog, yeah. So you, yeah, you, you guys, guys say
1: raw, we say ooh-rah. Uh, right. They say hoo <laughs> <right? laughs> I don't know how to spell that shit. You're yeah, right. But well, you, <laughs> you can
0: use it for anything. You can it right? for anything.
1: It's motivating, whatever it is. Yeah,
0: man. Uh, so Army vet, yeah, for sure. Um, right. Service connected. It's uh, been. Of time both in the states as well as abroad Perfect. um a mike so i did uh, truck driving in the beginning of my career uh then my career as an nco but man i went in so many different directions i barely did any of that stuff so was attached to a lot of different uh infantry uh battalions uh got to do a lot of stuff with protocol Worked for some high ranking officials stuff like that uh loved my career did a lot of stuff but it did take a toll on me in the beginning so things that i'm currently working on ptsd uh, tbi from back in 99, mm, so sure, roger that. nasty uh, accident. So, but other than that, man, yeah, my background is really working with youth, human development. Okay. Uh, when I got out of the service, I worked for a military academy for 15 years as uh, one of their directors. Mm-hmm. And so I directed youth and taught them everything about, you know, honor, discipline, respect. Uh, so they gave me their boys and I turned them into little young men. Uh, did that for 15 years, uh, got out, uh, finally decided to make a change and start working with veterans. Because I started doing stuff in LA with me, Veteran Row, uh, volunteering and stuff, and then like so you know I found this and this is what I've been doing since. So
1: you know that so that's that's a really interesting. A lot of us kind of get drawn back. Yes. To what uh, we're comfortable with, right? The mm-hmm. protocol, acronyms, helping you know brothers and sisters that served. Uh, obviously, you said you spent some time in the sandbox as well, mm-hmm. so you played a little bit out there. We understand all of us understand what that means, you mm-hmm. know, especially transitioning back. Um, just a little bit about your transition. It sounds like you've done well, mm-hmm. right? So we understand where you started, we understand where you're at now, and mm-hmm. kind of some of the little bit of the journey that it took to get to where you're at. So that that little gap when you first transitioned back, how was that for you?
0: That was rough. Like I think for for many. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to be upfront to tell you that I just became service connected. Mm-hmm. I never took advantage of any resource out there for. Yeah, a likewise. Better. And so when I came out, I spent six months lost. Just lost, man. I went into financial analyst work as I was getting my degree in business uh, Mm -hmm. administration, and you know, I was just—I didn't know what I wanted. And then all of a sudden, I found the academy. I, I get back in uniform, something familiar. Yeah. And that's what kind of helped. Sure. But I did that for 15 years, so I felt like I was still stuck in the mindset from being in the service. Yeah. And I never really connected to or feel felt comfortable going back into the civilian world.
1: Understood. No, no. I mean, preaching to the choir on that one. I know for a lot of us, it wasn't until we connected either with, you know, a military organization or Mm -hmm. even some of the brothers that we served with, you know, that we began to um, unravel a little bit of Mm -hmm. some of the things we experienced. And um, that's really where we saw um, the most progress, Mm -hmm. really, because you're right. We kind of. Tend to go in our own little silo, right? Try to figure it out. Try to assimilate. However you want to articulate that, mm-hmm. and so we go out there. We try to do good things. Obviously, we're all fighting our demons or what have you. Um, some go one direction, some go the other. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we all know what this means, which is never never a good thing. Um, but but there is that there is that transitionary period, man. Of of however you want to uh, you know describe it. But there is a transitionary period of uh, of darkness where you know you kind of have to like you know fight the past maybe understand it mm-hmm. um you know uh, in some cases continue to put it away mm-hmm. and not even not even fuck with it and just try to go on a path of positivity uh, you know get yourself squared away in the in the civilian sector mm-hmm. get a job do right by your family etc cetera, etc cetera. Sure. um but it sounds like you went through that whole process as well and we were able to find um, a good pathway, but it did require you to go back to kind of your roots, yes, and, and reconnect with the with those veterans and military individuals. Yes.
0: And it's interesting, and I think for a lot of us, there's there's got to be that point, right, where you, you have to make the decision to go back and actually face those
1: demons. Mm-hmm.
0: And it took me, I I literally put them away for years, and then when I went and revisited them again, wow, that was a hard situation for me. Sure. And about the last three years in the academy is when it really took its toll Mm because I I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with me. I just didn't know. Sure. I was doing good professionally. I was growing. But there was something missing. Sure.
1: You felt a little isolated in some regards. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. A little judged sometimes depending on who you talk to. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of a lot of dumb questions. We call them dumb, but they're really not. From from a civilian perspective, they're not dumb. They Mm -hmm. just kind of talk about and ask questions of what Mm -hmm. they see on TV or maybe whatever. But for us... We're like, man, did they really ask that question? Like, it's just there's a there's a there's a clear disconnect absolutely. between the civilian mindset and you know those that serve, particularly those that served overseas.
0: Yeah, w- would you agree with that? Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. You know, I agree with that, and I also think a lot of times in the civilian sector, you know, there's judgment a little bit, and uh, because absolutely. they don't understand the absolutely been educated, yeah. right? right? And that was the hardest part for me. I was like, man, I don't want to be judged. I mm-hmm. thought this was, you know, I, I wear my honor on my sleeve, and I, I want to make sure that you understand that. I'm an honorable person, but yeah, I might have a couple of things that are not quite right. Right. Sure. And, uh, so that was a very hard step for me to take, but I think it was just a doctor who finally put it out.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. And I, I waited years before I even, I was in my forties before I even sought help as well. Yeah. Um, and it was another devil dog that kind of checked me kind of mm-hmm. chin checked me to say, yo bro, where are you at with all this? You know, mm-hmm. don't be a hypocrite. You're helping other Marines and veterans, you know, get help, and then you're not even in that group yourself. Right. Uh, I know Doc's going to get a little bit more into the PTSD side, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no. First off, I'm glad you know you found that pathway to yeah. positivity, and uh, and I'm glad that you were able to kind of reacclimate. That's how we met. We yeah. met at vet work over right. in uh, Temecula. That's our little that's our cheap plug for vet work. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it. but it is a great event, man. It yeah, allows absolutely. a lot of veterans and veterans supporting organizations and companies mm-hmm. to come together. Uh, we get to share stories. We get to talk. We get to have a beer. We get to have dinner, mm-hmm. and um, we get to network, man. And I think that's uh, so. That was a blessing that it's we got to meet, and so yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. But I'll segue over to to Doc.
2: Um, there's a key thing that you both said, like you know, there's a, a disconnect with the civilian world compared to the military world. But in my opinion, there really isn't a disconnect. I think the mo- the bigger disconnect is in the military world, right? Because as a young soldier, a young sailor, a young marine you're taught the team concept, right? You're taught that it's not about you, it's about everybody around you and you're fighting for something bigger than you, right? Right. So for however many years you spend in is that team concept, right? right? That you're fighting for something bigger than you. But what happens when that teammate leaves the team Mm-hmm. meaning once you're out mm-hmm. yeah. the the military never taught you how to be a lone wolf because it's always about team great right great point now you got to go out there in the civilian world and you're the lone wolf you don't have your teammates behind you, you don't have your squad behind you right. now you're basically you're fending for yourself yeah. instead of fending for the entire team as a unit mm-hmm. you know and i think that's where the disconnect is sure. and it's like that same where like people say I don't miss the circus, but I miss the clowns. Right? You miss the brotherhood. Sure. Yeah. Um, you lose your purpose once you leave the team. You're you're no longer, especially like <clears throat> Herbert, who is already he's not going to fire a cannon in the civilian world. Sure. That's mm-hmm. just not going
1: to happen. You might want to, but right? he won't. Yeah. So, like, especially so on the freeways. Where, where do you go from there? As yeah.
2: uh, someone right. that you spent your entire adulthood, pretty more than half your life in the military, in this team concept. And then, you know, everyone that gets out or retires, it's the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. right. Oh, I can't wait to be that civilian. I can't wait. When you get out there and you're out there and you're lonely, it's rough. Right. It's and hard. that's why I see where the hard transitions come from. And my sure. transition was the same way. I sure. thought the icing on the cake, I can go do what I want. Mm-hmm. But then you're lonely. You lost your sense of purpose. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think that's where military members are having that huge disconnect. It's not really the civilian world. It's basically we're not trained to be by ourselves. Mm-hmm but no matter how long you do, you're eventually gonna take that uniform off and be by yourself. Yeah,
1: we are trained, obviously, to work as a unit, right? You're right, mm-hmm. I, I see that. And Doc always says some compelling shit that makes me think, and I mean that in a good way. It's like he, awesome, he, you know? he has a real good pulse and a real good um, um, uh, grasp mm-hmm. on that mental component, probably because he was a doc, right? And He, mm-hmm. he helped a lot of uh, Marines as well in combat theaters of operation. The other thing that you said one time that was super compelling is that we were taught to uh, embrace the suck, right? And I won't even articulate it as half as good as you did, but the suck is the suck for a reason, right? We have Mm -hmm. to somehow rationalize what we're doing, right, out in theater. And then as we get back, a lot of if you if you look at a lot of the uh, veterans that are homeless right now, in their mind, they're still embracing the suck, like they are homeless. They're it's a rainy day today, for example, in Southern California, which is where we're at. Um, But they're still out there. A lot of them are still in theater, even though they're back here. In their mind, they're still in theater, embracing the suck. That's what they were trained to do. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point you make. You know, we're um, we are we are trained to work as a unit. We are trained to bring our specialty to the group to make the group more efficient and to help us accomplish the mission. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That's a great mm-hmm. point you make. And we're also you know we're also trained at a very young age, so we don't know any different. Right. Right. Some of us may have had small odds and ends jobs at you know Carl Jr. or fast food or what have you as a teenager. But for all intents and purposes, for the ones that enlisted at 17 and a half or, or 18 or, you know, as a teen, if mm-hmm. you want, or young adult, for all intents and purposes, that is our first real gig. And we're trained and acclimated to walk, talk and think in our case, like Marines, in your case, like mm-hmm. an army. And obviously, Doc is a, is a sailor. But um, that's what we're trained to do. Yeah. And so th- maybe a question for you, Doc, is, I mean, is it possible to turn it on and off? Because essentially, when we transition back, they want us to turn it off. Right? Like you said, Herbert can't fire you know, Artie in a civilian sector, but you had to turn it off right, and kind of figure out how to not only survive but how to progress and you know, create a life here.
2: I think the hardest thing is that when you know, a service member gets ready to separate or is separated and they're, they're out there and they're by themselves, um, it's definitely lonely and they feel lonely. I think, yes, 100%, you can flip it on and off. They just got to figure out they're playing for a different team now you know what I mean, that, that a service member needs to figure out, hey, I'm no longer doing this, but like all of us, right, we found a niche in working with veterans. Like maybe they just need to find their niche now, yes. whether you know, a lot of guys get out and be mechanics, they get out and do open up their own shops, uh, woodworking, whatever it is that they do, they just need to figure out that they, they work for another team now mm-hmm. and that whatever they're going through in that lonely phase of that first couple weeks or couple months or even a first year of separation from the military – that suck is not their life. They can choose to have a different life or a different path, they just need to get on that path and Mm -hmm. be dedicated to it, you know what I mean? Um, I just see so many of the service members that are just okay with that suck, okay with that lifestyle because they believe that, you know I served and I'm combat injured, now this is my life. It's not your life, your life is what you want it to be. You know, whatever whatever passion you have, now that you you do have a disability check that should offset your bills, go do something that means something to you. You know, don't go to like Home Depot just to work at Home Depot, which sure. you see a lot of service members do, sure. right? Sure. Like go do something now that you've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like if we can get that message to veterans and get them on the path of, do you want to be a car mechanic? Do you want to do this? Do you want to be a, um, uh, a veteran advocate? You know, like sure. there's different avenues we can take them to and get them to succeed. Absolutely. That doesn't, that will still make them feel like they're part of a team, but obviously, we're not running and gunning anymore. Yes. You know, now we're now we're we're on the sidelines repairing what the the past generations went through. Yes. You know.
1: Yeah, but to your earlier point, you know, um, so Angel didn't even get a disability rating until later on, right? In life, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that huge cohort of individuals of veterans um, that never went to the VA? I know, I know, I know Marines and veterans that are in their seventies, bro. And still do not have never registered with the VA right. ever.
2: So, so, the biggest thing with uh, vet veterans with PTSD, what's the most common theme that they say? I wanna be left alone.
1: Yeah. yeah. I wanna oh, be yeah. left alone.
2: Sure. Right? I guarantee you, they are, there are homeless vets out there that are homeless on purpose. They're living off grid and they're left alone. The government doesn't even really know where they're at, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have mail, they have nothing in their name. Mm-hmm. It's just like being in the combat zone. Sure. Right? And to them, that's the reality, and that's how they want to live. They want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And I get there's other homeless veterans are out there that need the help, but I guarantee you a small percentage of them is because they want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way for them to be left alone is to be right. homeless, off-grid. Sure. Absolutely. You know, and it's everything we did in combat, right, especially the, the ones of us that deployed 2007 and later, not like the 2010 when we were living in cans and had Wi-Fi. I'm talking about when we were mm-hmm. living in the dirt, sleeping in the dirt. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing they're doing now. Mm-hmm. It's just not getting shot at. Exactly. they still got to fend for themselves sure they do you know it's they're super paranoid me, yeah. and you yeah. know they probably have their little own space that they're protecting sure. sure you know but at the end of the day they're still living that life sure you know
1: I totally understand no that. doubt man no that,
0: doubt. that's one of the you know it was interesting because we had a conversation at the last uh you know networking event that we had for vets and one of the things in in some conversation we also had via online it's bridging the gap. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that now that I'm doing everything that I'm doing on a personal level, and mm-hmm. now I can share with veterans. Sure. Like, look, you got, you know, we we hopefully we can get you to start using resources, right? Mm-hmm. But I know I know what it takes to make that first step. It's a it's horrible. Sure. It's very sure. tough, right? Very uncomfortable. <clears throat> but that bridging the gap, you know, and um, as you were saying, Doc, going into something that makes sense for you, and not just going about, you know, trying to find a small job and just kind of stay afloat. For me, it's been a human development, leadership development, things mm-hmm. like that. Those are big niches of my. But that's what makes me super happy. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that helping the individual understand a little bit more about himself, mm-hmm. like I did for myself. I took two years off, traveled. Oh, great, good for you. Um, found found me, and not the uniform. So I shed the uniform like June. Within three weeks, I was in another country. That's great. Just trying to figure out who this guy was, right? Mm-hmm. And when I did, and I came back from that, the more and more I did it the more I shed and the more I became a little bit more stabilized within the civilian sector. And I understood it. That's great. Yeah. I understood my part. And then that's when I said, I'm a man of service, so I'm going to mm-hmm. keep serving mm-hmm. in certain facets. And then from there, I'm just going to take that and make it my passion.
1: Yeah. I love how you described that because you came back, right? mm-hmm. Coming back means that you did put some things into context or perspective mm-hmm. there, because I know, I know I can tell you about four or five, Uh, veterans and Marines and veterans right now that didn't come back. back, They're either still living Mm -hmm. in Okinawa. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know my buddy, my road dog, if you will, uh, is in Puerto Rico. Right, yeah. And, I mean, literally, they're just like, hey, man. And living in the hills in Puerto Rico, like generators, you know. And so, yeah, no, the fact that you came back, it sounds like that little bit of a break, if you will, where you can go find yourself, Mm -hmm. gain perspective, however you address that. The fact that you came back, uh, I would imagine, was pretty, how would you say, it was pretty... um, was pretty necessary, I guess, and absolutely, positive. And absolutely.
0: Positive. Yeah. 100% my kids saw it back. I, I remember coming back and I did a course out in Big Bear, you know, because uh, I work out there with a, another company. I'll plug them later. <laughs> yeah, right. right <laughs> but right. They, uh, they're they all about human development and, you know, helping people find their themselves right. Sure. And that's what I really want to bring to VETS because I want to get the outdoors and then the development piece together. Sure. But uh, I remember uh, probably about a year ago, mm-hmm. I, I jumped off an obstacle. Before I did, I looked into a camera and I said, I, I told my kids, I'm coming home. Huge, it was powerful because mm-hmm. that was me telling my kids, I found dad, now, he's, now I'm bringing the That's real great. dad home.
1: And you were out for what, two too, too months you said?
0: I was out for almost like two years, man. Oh,
1: two years. Oh, oh bro, wow. I, I awesome.
0: literally just, so I resigned my last job, walked away from it, took, took my uniform off, never wore a uniform again, wow, man. and <laughs> I shed everything. I mean, shed home, shed everything. And went for it. And I I even Ubered for a while just to get perspective of how right. people think, you know. And believe it or not, it did something really special to me.
1: What was the activity? Like what was it? What was the um the catalyst that, that helped that caused you? Me? Yeah, that caused, yeah.
0: I needed to know that I was more than just the uniform, for me at least, right? Because that's something I had to answer to all the time. And it was very stressful for me, because I was always, you know, people asking me you know, okay, what about your military service, this and that, And that's all they knew me for. Mm-hmm. They never asked me about me. And it just, it drove me crazy. Sure. And so yeah. finally I was like, you know what? No, I gotta, there's more to me. I know there's more to me in, uh, above all this. Sure. And take all the things that I learned, the positive things that I learned from my military service. It is very embedded, mm-hmm. but I gotta be able to now come out and be okay with who I am mm-hmm. and what I'm doing. And that's what led me to do it. Oh, that's great, man. So, yeah, man, it was man. probably a, a very, very powerful uh, thing. That first step was just fulfilling. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Here's
2: my last thing with PTSD. My last little twist, right? You, you, <laughs> the common theme right now is the uniform. You mean that, wisdom, dog? <laughs> wisdom, wisdom. 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 You, the u- uniform, <laughs> uniform is is a very powerful thing, right? Yeah. Because if you really think about it, if you think of the service members, especially in our generations, that we had certain majors very high. Uh, senior enlisted ranking people with PTSD, right? Because they came from the combat era. Mm -hmm. Think about them having severe PTSD and and still being able to perform on a daily basis. It's because of the uniform, right? Mm -hmm. You take the uniform off at night, you deal with your demons. That next morning, once that uniform goes on, we're trained that we still have to lead and we still have to lead these younger marine sailors or soldiers Mm -hmm. for whatever how long that uniform comes off that night. But then when the uniform finally comes off for the last time, Right, mm. that's the powerful thing mm. right there. That's yeah, when yeah. the demons get you, right? Because there's no next morning when I'm throwing that uniform on and I'm gonna go lead. Mm. Yes. Now you're by yourself with them, and now there's it's endless time. Mm-hmm. And like what you said, you found yourself, which was the key thing was you found purpose. That's right? right, the key thing is purpose. A lot of these individuals, when they leave the military, they lose their sense of purpose. Yes. Especially like the senior enlisted, right? The guys who did t- thirty years, twenty, thirty years, right? Mm-hmm. They spent their entire adulthood so far in the military they're used to when they step into a room someone stands up up. they're used to when they're walking down the hallways they get greeted that uniform comes off they're battling with their demons and now they're a normal person Mm. again Uh so that uniform is the most powerful thing for us you know because no matter you could be live in the dirtiest house, but have the most squared away uniform, right? Because that next morning as a leader, you were trying to outshine the younger ones, like making sure that you set the example, right? right? But then that uniform comes off for the last time and it's, it's all gone that last day. And there's, an, and you know, we all dread it. And if, if we think about it, we, we put these, all the service members through TAPS, what we used to call TAPS or TRS, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, TRS. Basically they, they learn how to go do an interview. Mm-hmm. They learn how to write a resume. <laughs> right. They learn LinkedIn and they learn how to look for jobs. But there's no course on teaching them you need to find your why. Mm. And then once you find your why, we need to find your niche of where you're gonna go to in the civilian world. Mm -hmm. If we did that right off the bat and sent them right off take once the uniform came off and sent them right into a school to get them to where they they have passion towards that would decrease a lot of the suicides.
1: Sounds like that's a I mean, that's 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 solid advice because you know, if you are, you know, blessed enough to have you know some money coming in like if you have a rating money coming in then you do have the luxury in some cases of 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 doing something that you are passionate about as opposed to my generation where we we didn't have that we didn't the va wasn't doing you know mm-hmm. the ratings that they were doing ratings at that time but if it wasn't directly related to service and a lot of that stuff comes out after years later right like mm-hmm. the gulf war syndrome all that bullshit. <clears throat> but um but for the ones that have that money coming in on a monthly um, they do have the opportunity to pick something that they are passionate about, and still not compromise. Mm-hmm. You know their their livelihood. Is that what you're saying? Because like? you're giving them purpose, right? Yeah, and that's great. It's great, man. It's great advice. The <clears throat> that they want. It's right? great yeah, advice.
2: It's not okay. Let me go interview at this job that I don't even really want to do. I, it pays well, but it'll keep me afloat. Yes. You know, it's more like, hey, dude, go to school if you want to go to school to get to that point. But there's yes. no one teaching them like we all had career counselors or counselors like uh, you guys had career planners in the Marine Corps, right? Their job was to put you on a path to success, Mm -hmm. but there's no one putting these people on a path to success as they're separating the time. Yeah, man, that's a great point. I think the one key point that
3: you made, and and it's pretty funny, right, because you can wrap all of these things. If you go back to prior to even our service Mm -hmm. as little boys and even in here, our kids are doing what? Playing sports. Mm -hmm. They're united in a unit, right? They have people surrounding them. They have coaches pushing them. They have their teammates who they have to compete with join the service same thing now you got your squad your fire mm-hmm. team and you're moving up in the ranks i think the biggest downfall is when you transition that is the first time that for some of us in our entire lives no matter how long we served now we're 38 years old mm. and now we're alone
1: yeah, for the wow.
3: first time okay. because we've always had our soccer team our football <clears> team <throat> sure? my skater buddies my my you know guys that i built cars with whatever the case may be now I'm alone. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, congrats, dude, you're 100%. Like, it's a blessing. And you go home, and you can hear these podcasts, and oh, yeah, you need a purpose. And you're but if you're at home, and you're by yourself, you have to take that first step, right? You got to take that first step to go somewhere and realize that for me to get to my purpose, I have to one, get myself out of being alone. Mm -hmm. Because when you're alone, there's nothing you can tell me to get me out of that spot. You're just there, dark, right? Right? It takes that friend that buddy that's going to get you to come out and then be able to go to a vet works or to go to something and then get you plugged in but i think that's a big downfall is with that combat generation we all went through counseling right we were Mm -hmm. we were told hey one you're getting on a med board you're no longer good enough to be a service member right even though they said you're getting your benefits for a lot of us it was a blow we just Mm -hmm. lost our career everything we've worked for Mm -hmm because of the monster that you created by Mm -hmm. sending me to combat. Now Mm -hmm. I'm no longer good enough to be in this organization. Mm -hmm. You're cutting me a check and telling me to go home. Mm -hmm. You gave me a bag of pills and I have a medical record full of documentation that says that I don't fit in with the civilian world and I can't hold down a job. Mm -hmm. So what do you want me to do now? Right? Right. And then until we get like-minded individuals who have walked down that road to recovery and that pathway and have found their way and go, hey dog, check this out this is what worked for me sure. mm-hmm. and then you have to hold that dude like he's a pack and put him on mm-hmm. and you got to carry him because at some point in there if you drop him he's not just falling yeah. back to where he was he's, he's gonna fall deep sure exactly because now it's just one more organization or one more person that has added to that feeling mm-hmm. of i'm not good enough failure, right? Yeah, right so it Let's is see. a big it is a big thing that that unity that community like that's been the biggest thing that i've known in my recovery is the more that i connect with my friends mm-hmm. with like-minded individuals people who are doing what ideally i wanted to do in life that's what's going to get you out of that hole Absolutely. you can talk to a vet like we've had those conversations a vet will make it through a 30 minute interview and you're like dude that dude's good to go mm-hmm, sure and then he goes home and he's down in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we, we're good at that. We mm-hmm. can mask it. We can fake it till you make it. I can mm-hmm. show up and fake the funk in front of the fake the funk in front of my marines, but it's that aftermath is how do we get them out of there, right? Like Absolutely. we talked before this thing started and it's oh man, like I'd be homeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I know it sounds crazy, but for us sure. It's that's covered. not a bad life right yeah it's
1: really not, I mean it's, it's doable really for sure we <laughs> 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 live in the woods we, we live we've done worse right yeah, yeah. I mean exactly. we've done worse yeah you know So I think
3: that is a big thing is wanting that purpose wanting that recovery mm-hmm. you know kind of the thing that you said is um I know I went through it you get to a point where you're just tired right yeah, I'm like, sure, I'm tired yeah. of this Fatigued, like, man. for my family for my kids for my wife for my friends for myself like it just gets old and heavy, and you're like, I'm done. Like sure. something sure. needs to figure it out, and I'm gonna go test the waters, and I'm just gonna keep going. And luckily, you surround yourself with the right people; mm. they'll keep you going. Sure. So yeah. I think that's a big thing is for a lot of people: is take that first step, start figuring out what it is that you want for yourself outside of your family, outside of everything. Because if you're not good, you can't can't, you can't, be, can't be good else. to anybody else. Anybody Absolutely, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love how the conversation
0: is literally an advocacy mm-hmm. for sure. all of our brothers. Sure yeah, that's what I love about this, these types of uh, podcasts because it's, it's so important not only for them to hear it, but um, and, and I'm very, very bad I will say I'll continue to say, it, man, mm-hmm. I will definitely be an advocate because I, now that I've kind of, I haven't figured it all out, mm-hmm. but I've, I figured out how to, leave something behind and jump into something mm-hmm. that makes you know that's purpose purposeful sure sure and, uh, sure. and along with all the other things in that that like you were saying absolutely man it, it it feel it's so relieving sure i would tell you i've been on other podcasts for other things this is probably one of the first podcasts where i feel like at home yeah good uh, it's yeah, amazing that's, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm glad man yeah
1: i really am because this was uh, something that came together organically mm-hmm. you know this wasn't the master plan or a business plan um it was something where we would ju- we just we kind of found each other mm-hmm. and di- even though we're from different eras which is, which is actually a benefit cuz we can relate to yeah. veterans from different areas uh, eras but um like if you look at my dad's era he did two tours in nam i know your dad was a master chief as well um, you know back then they never talked about their time in vietnam mm-hmm. or or if they were older korea or what have you um uh, we wanted to change that paradigm you know we wanted to say uh, we don't have to apologize for serving, and we don't have to apologize for some of the shit that we had to do mm-hmm. in theater, mm-hmm. in theater of operation. Um, very difficult to do, mm-hmm. but like you said, you know, being together and knowing that, that they understand was very, very much a part of, like you said, feeling comfortable enough to start mm-hmm. talking. I can tell you firsthand, I have probably uh, improved the most since I met these two. Honestly. hell Yeah. Because I waited. I was a stubborn, hardhead, you know, from, you know, from Rubido, my cheap plug for Rubido. Um, But we grew up, you know, very much um, no excuse mentality, uh, even as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, get shit done no matter what, whether you play sports, no excuses. Um, but no, uh, you know, seeking help, talking about your shortcomings, talking about your past just wasn't part of of how we grew up. You know, you handle your shit, you keep it to yourself and you just show up every day Yeah, lock it up lock and load every day lock and load like you said every day But you find this but coming together like this you find um you find a i can't say solution but you find a almost a solace like almost a <clears throat> almost a, a way of of not feeling judged as you mentioned yes right by, the, by being around other people that understand i'm sorry like to the cut goal you
3: isn't it's pretty crazy to caveat off what you said about yeah. the older generation you know vietnam vets not talking about it and things like that but for their families in the community there's nothing really positive that you can say about that generation because that's how they were looked at like oh yeah kids of vietnam vets are like my dad wasn't a nice guy he was you know sure. he wasn't a mentor he wasn't a father he wasn't a nurturer he was a vietnam vet mm. and that's how everybody knows them where now like cool, I'm an Iraq vet, but I'm still a father, I gotta raise my my son to be a good person. I'm not gonna hide behind the, I'm a combat vet, let me just yell at him and treat him like crap. And then now he's scarred for life, right? Mm -hmm. I have to break, just like an alcoholic has to break that chain in their family. That cycle, correct, correct. Like that's what the goal is, is for us to no longer be the monsters from the past war right like that everybody's oh it's another vet oh look at that dysfunctional vet yep he's got his t-shirt and his hat and he's got his little ribbons and everything Mm -hmm. like stay away from him like Mm -hmm. we have other things that we need to do like this generation uh, and that's kind of my biggest thing is life has changed so much for this next generation and our kids that we don't have time to hide behind our combat experiences and, and our little demons as we have to get better we have to progress to be able to help this future generation overcome what this nation is turning into what this world is becoming a lot of you know evil things that are happening we need to be the ones to be there for them
1: yeah i mean you hit that on the head herbert like i mean i I don't think i've ever heard it articulated that way um you have a whole generation let's just take the vietnam uh the veterans that served in vietnam for example man i mean coming back from that you know I don't want to be too derogative, but being coming back from that bullshit right and trying to come back to a society that spit on you you know at least in our generation in in the storm you know we got parades right we didn't have a lot of VA support but we mm-hmm. had parades right. right and then coming back to you know your all's generation where now you have organizations to help mitigate a lot of the issues that we experienced but the vietnam uh veterans didn't even have a PTSD diagnosis in that era mm-hmm. that shell shock I don't even know what the hell that means
2: yeah it was diagnosis as
1: shell shock Shell shock. that's your diagnosis you, you have shell shock
2: mm-hmm. i mean they didn't have they t- didn't even have tbi diagnosis until like oh six oh seven man. yeah so like those of us that were there in oh three oh four, next to these controlled debts thinking that we we're cool standing next to a controlled debt within the danger zone <laughs> right, right exactly man and then you get your you get rocked <laughs> yeah and now we have tbis yeah, you man. know and it, it's just it's a cascading effect i was on, i was listening to a podcast from navy seal which it comes it is so true um he was talking about breaching, right? And it's the same thing when you breach in the Marine Corps, right? What's the three words that they say when you breach? Execute, execute, mm-hmm. execute. Mm-hmm. If we could teach these veterans every morning when you wake up, that should be the first three words in your mind. Execute, execute, execute. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you execute awesome. your daily plan. You execute what your goals are. And just to have that mindset. Because, like, what we went back and talked about enjoying the suck is they, don't, they enjoy the suck because they're comfortable there. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah anything else makes them uncomfortable going out in public but you got to start testing those waters right you Mm got to start being uncomfortable in either in in order to grow Mm yes and and that the common theme and it stuck with me like every morning i've been saying execute 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 like thinking about my my daily plan because there's days where i don't want to get out of bed i didn't go to sleep till late you know it's raining today Mm -hmm. i wanted to stay home but you got to execute your plan, sure, you know. Man.
0: Absolutely.
1: So it's funny you said you said enjoy the <laughs> suck. It's funny because we were we had to learn to embrace it first, right? By the time you enjoy it, you're fucked. <laughs> like, like like it's like no means, going back. <laughs> that means you're institutionalized, right? If you right. enjoy the suck, that means and you can't function without the suck. That's a problem. That's that's deep. That's deep. Um, <laughs> it's funny you said that right now, just like well, embrace the suck, embrace the suck. It's like yeah, we embrace it, but damn, do we have to enjoy this shit? I'd be honest, right. I hate it i'm not saying i mean i found value in in serving with my brothers out there but but to say that i enjoyed that shit, that's yeah i hated it (laughs) i I think it's a
0: it's like we also in the service you embrace you know that if you did go through something tough it's a good story to tell it's a good you know it's a it's a badge of honor right but and i think behind closed doors man there's a lot of guys that yeah they can probably talk about that but damn it beat them up oh sure did right right sure did. so
1: you said fatigued earlier Yeah, you're, man, i mean you're fatigued done. just done Yeah, i mean and the, and, the, and for the for those that served you know five tours i mean four tours i mean that's i mean that's a lifelong worth of obviously great service and mm-hmm. appreciated service but man that's some shit right there
0: so i like uh, everything like the doc covered uh it's funny one of my best friends is he just retired uh, in uh december Sorry, major um and uh, 30 years of service you know honorable Mm -hmm. and everything else but i've had the privilege to know uh, even high-ranking officers who have retired and stuff like that and i've seen the progression from when they got out Mm -hmm. i got to and i think that was one of the catalysts behind my step Mm -hmm. is like it don't matter what level no matter (laughs) what you did Mm -hmm. oh my gosh this is like no joke and so now doing what i do with homeless veterans I really try to connect with those who honestly believe that they do not deserve sure, anything. hundred percent. And I always yeah. say, and I, I that was me. I used to be like, okay, I'm fine. You know, I'm doing this. I'm nope. Yeah. And I was walking around with an invisible crutch, man, for a long time. Sure. And, sure. And so now I'm, I'd love to be that advocate that says, Hey, you serve, man. That's let's, great. That's great. Let's get it. Let's we get
1: we it. need it, brother. Uh, yeah. The other compelling thing that doc said too, right now is that when you wake up in the morning, um, there is, or there needs to be a morning routine mm-hmm. that prepares you for all the shit you're gonna see that day. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It, it, a lot of times we just wake up and feel like we can just show up. A lot of us have to get up, you know, pray, incantation, meditation, whatever you're into, mm-hmm. to prep that mind um, for all the stuff you're gonna experience on that day. For yeah. the people that you might, the people that might even cut you off on the freeway or while you're riding your <laughs> Harley, you know, and not lose it. Yeah. Right. I don't. I think a lot of civilians don't really understand you know, that um, when you look at triggers like that, it could be anything. It could be a smell. It could be some encounter you have with somebody else that was unanticipated. You could be getting gas at Costco and some fool cut you off and something crazy, you know. And so you said, I mean, it, it is. There has to be some sort of a morning routine that, you know veterans use to prepare themselves Absolutely. for that day but think
3: about well, i think it's not even just veterans yeah. in general i mean if you look at the civilian population too those people that are running rampant <laughs> at the end of the day i think just as human beings we do need a purpose sure. we do need a schedule and you know we've had that conversation it's hard especially when you transition out and now yeah you're getting a paycheck because of your benefits but as a person like if you especially as a man if you're not earning and you're watching your buddies on Mm. social media who are out in the field and they're still shooting cannons they're (laughs) on deployment they're getting promoted you're seeing your neighbors leave for work you know like we've talked about like you're out there with your cup of coffee watching all the cars (laughs) leave and you're like this all right i guess i'm gonna take this dog for a walk again you know like and then you're talking to your dog like man this sucks like
1: so 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 you would see them on social media was that is
3: that i mean i mean personally and i'm I think about it just in general, like with the kids, social media is a big, is a big impact, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're seeing people who are more beautiful than you, even though you, you're not mature enough to understand it's just makeup, Mm -hmm. right? You're seeing people talk about how they're doing great. You're seeing in social media, you're only seeing the best of people, Mm -hmm. right? That's a great point. So even if like a a veteran who's down in the dumps right now, right? They're Mm -hmm. in their dark hole and they see this podcast. They're gonna see four successful dudes sitting around a mic, laughing mm-hmm. and smiling and talking about how they've overcome it. But at the end of the day, we all know that we still haven't fully overcome it. Yeah, right? that,
1: that's one area. I'm glad we didn't have. Like, I'll be honest with you, we didn't have social media. We had we had sat phones, but we didn't have we didn't have cell phones where we could just call. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were seriously isolated, which helped us focus, really. But you're right. I could see how seeing all this fakeness right where everybody's just portraying what they want you to see as if everything's perfect when you know damn well it's not it's perfect not. i think that could be a little mind you know mind mm-hmm. fuck, if you will um i think that's a i think that's a i don't think that's a great thing man i think that's that could be a detriment to well, progress horrible. yeah because
0: yeah. i know that for for many friends and you know fellow colleagues and stuff like that you know as we were watching that online that made it worse, wow. at least for yeah. me, man. I, it made it worse because then, you have you have outlets where they talk about all of these just successes. successes you're a badass because you do this or that, the other, and you start re- you know comparing. That's horrible for yeah. someone. Yeah. And I know for me personally, I did that. I did. I I watched how some guys were just killing it, mm. and then I found out somebody died, sure. they, mm-hmm. committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait,
1: what? When a day before they, they, they were, were portraying a whole yeah, new exactly. thing on social media.
0: And then that's what, I think that's another big part of it mm-hmm. was for me, it was like, okay, turn all this crap off. Sure. And go literally by myself to the middle of the Caribbean, go diving. Uh, one of my great. first breakdowns, man, was literally underwater. Mm-hmm. I, I was underwater about probably, I it, 60 feet, mm-hmm. bawling like a little kid, mm-hmm. man. And it was because for the first time it was a French guy that I was diving with. And he goes, he's like, I'm watching you. You're not even enjoying what you're doing, man.
1: Mm.
0: And I go, what do you mean? He goes, dude, take your camera, take all this crap off. Who cares what what the world wants to know about you doing this right now? Sure. It's about you right now. Oh, me. you oh you
1: had you had like a... the GoPro. The GoPro. Yeah, I wanted to oh, I wow. wanted to post. Sure. Because yeah, yeah, for all sure, of the guys that
0: sure. I see doing badass stuff, to me was like, Living I'm a vet. I should be I should be doing that. I should wow. be just as badass. And as I'm getting older, where's where's that badass where's that guy that you know that could do all these things back in the day and blah 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 and all this stuff right so it's a comparison yeah, shit, man. man as soon as i got to a reef and i just kind of was in you know focused with yeah. mother nature all of a sudden it came on hard man yeah. i came out of there um and literally just cried for mm-hmm. a long time until i finally said dang man like i'm losing myself sure
1: as a diver i can tell you if you if you're It'll eat up your air now when you're <laughs> right? sixty feet. So yeah, <laughs> right? I, I was, was like, like, I, I gotta, gotta get, get out of here. Emotional, <laughs> you're breathing too hard. There goes your tank, man. Just right. depleting that air. <laughs> and that's
0: and what a great symbolism though. it is. If you think about it's it. Absolutely, you're depleting your you're life depleting your life, hundred percent, man. And then the next time I came in,
1: yeah,
0: I I had plenty of air when I came back up. Right, it was amazing. I was diving with you, a group man. called Warfighter Scuba. Bunch of veteran guys, and then also Sergeant major. The guy I was just telling you about. Let's
1: plug that Warfighter Scuba. Warfighter okay. Scuba, let's, yeah. Let's plug them. So mm-hmm.
0: they they're they're amazing because they they bring vets who are disabled vets, um, and uh, let's say they you know uh, Purple Heart recipients, and they give them like a seven day trip to row 10 to dive. So if they're not scuba certified, they they certify them awesome. there, wow. and they take them on these amazing dives. Um, uh, they're doing some awesome stuff in row 10. Um, very proud of what they're doing. Uh, and because of them, I got to do stuff with the kids on the island because I'm a big advocate of working with youth. Sure, that's great. So then we connected the two, and now it's like a community of people that just want to continue giving back to our, our vets. You know, great, that man. way, travel, it was my sanctuary. It helped me so much. Love that. I got to see another side of the world, mm-hmm. and I felt like...
1: Another um, side of the world, and because the world is 75% water, another side of another side of the world, yes, right, being underwater absolutely. as a diver. It, it, absolutely. Yeah. The
0: essence of humility mm-hmm. and just simple sure life isn't it doesn't have to be that complex man and we put so much burden on ourselves so I finally decided to take the pack off and really just kind of hone in on me for a while uh, That was very well said man yeah it's so,
1: really very cool. cool all right hey so thanks I really appreciate your time sure. obviously uh, we're gonna um, we'll put this out there I I, I know a hundred percent there are so many other veterans out there that are gonna benefit from this Um any any other words, any any organizations you want to plug, this will be a great time. Again, this was brought together very organically. It's mm-hmm. grown, obviously, because veterans are finding, and families, veterans mm-hmm. and families and supporters are finding a lot of benefit. And we're talking about things that a lot of times either um, are not talked about or if they are, maybe from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. We're coming from the perspective of those that have served in theater, right? And as you mentioned, it's an e- it's an easier conversation to have when sure. you know you're not being judged. But yeah, any any additional uh, words of advice? Any any uh, organizations you want to plug?
0: Yeah, first of all, I'll tell all the vets that are out there. You know, uh, I'm doing some great stuff with America Works to, you know, put a little resource out there for you. Just know that you deserve it. Don't don't be afraid to come out and, and get it because you deserve it. You did your time, That's and her. we're gonna help out and link you up with other organizations that are gonna help you get that claim or get in, you know invested in yourself and advocate for you. So there's people like myself. Um, Two more plugs would be one, Team SOAR Mm from Big Bear. I'm an enroller facilitator. I work with uh, human development, different groups of all different types. I feel that that's what's gonna bridge the gap. Understanding who you really are, taking the time to work on you first real quick, and understanding the purpose behind it, the why, and then taking that step forward And finding the passion that you 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 need because that's your mission we all need mission right Mm -hmm. but i believe mission first people always right. and um and lastly this is probably not the i'm an entrepreneur so i'm starting a a a company i just started a company called uh, um, Mm elitebrothers.org and it's just uh what i want to do is get back to the veterans uh using sales to basically generate enough funds to be able to promote travel Mm -hmm. for veterans.
1: That's that's where you found your value, that's you where found, I found yourself, my values, so, so you want to replicate that for others. Absolutely. perfect. So I want to give Love these that.
0: guys opportunities to travel, see the world, dive, yeah. do whatever they need to do to find that that time like I did. Sure. And uh I'm very passionate about it am going to do the rest of my life. Yeah, so. I'm
1: going to reinforce that diving side. If you haven't, I know <laughs> I talk to people and you know we've done some shark dives out in the south and all this stuff and they're like, "Yeah, I'll they'll never get under the water, but if you if you do find uh, if you find it within yourself to want to do that, it is a whole different world down there, man. And like you said, no laptops, no cell phones. It's you just truly you. find yourself.
0: It's just you, yeah. you and Mother Earth, and you're gonna find out a lot about yourself. A lot there. about <laughs> yourself.
1: I think people look at those Jacques Cousteau and they were, uh, yeah. and all the shark attack. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's perfect down there, but it's not. It's not all that.
0: A lot of know? people think it's risky, but it saved my life.
1: There you go. No joke. Well said, man. It saved my life. Man. That's a perfect ending, brother. Yeah. So thank you again. Appreciate your service. Appreciate you for having me, guys. Yeah, likewise, brother. All right. Ra, are we saying Ura. We're saying ra. What are we saying? Rah? Are we saying? <laughs> All right. We're saying ooh-rah. Thanks again for uh, right, watching man. and and, uh, and for listening out there as well. We appreciate your support. Thank you.